Hey, what is up, everyone? My name is John Tunger, and you're listening to 4-Minute Finance. On today's episode, we're breaking down Snapchat's earnings report. How did they do? What are they projecting for the future? And really, as the first big social tech software company to report earnings, what does this mean for the rest of the industry, for Pinterest, Twitter, Facebook, Google, as we head into the rest of Q3 earnings season? All right, let's get started. Shares of Snapchat soared 18% in late trading yesterday as they reported Q3 revenue that surged past expectations. This is driven by a truly powerful trifecta that every social company is going to be looking for. One, they had a huge jump in new users who signed up for the platform. It rose by 39 million from this same time last year. That's 18% to a total of 249 million daily active users. Two, they saw a huge increase in the activity or engagement on the platform. In total, it rose by 25% this quarter. So yeah, people are still sending a ton of messages and using social apps, go figure. But this is actually significant as we're seeing with the pandemic. Oh, you're getting Zoom fatigue, screen fatigue. We're not using those things as much. Well, the Snapchat story tells something different. And last but definitely not least, they saw a huge increase in revenue. It rose by 52% since this time last year to a total of $678 million. And it came from a lot of new advertisers and a lot of new advertising dollars. That wiped the floor with analysts' expectations of $551 million that they were thinking they were going to make. So obviously a lot of great numbers, but let's talk about how they got there. Evan Spiegel, their CEO, the once youngest CEO of a public billion dollar company, said that while everyone was distracted by other platforms, TikTok, they were super focused on building the best product and experience for their current users. In a world of video messaging, conference calls, they really honed in on the video communications experience and believe that they are becoming a leader in the Gen Z and young millennial space. Now, I think the bigger part of the story is how they've increased on the advertising side. If you're new to the show, my background is in online marketing. I still do some consulting on the side. And so to give you a high level of what the online advertising market looks like, Facebook and Google are dominant. They have an amazing self-serve ad platform. So basically, marketers can go on and buy ads directly on their site. They can really, really target exactly who they want to see, right? All of you who are saying, I say things, and somehow when I'm talking to my friend, it shows up on my phone. Yeah, that's just the box that you click that says, ooh, I want the listening feature on. Okay, no, no, see, that's not actually a thing. We can talk about this in another episode, but they're definitely not listening. You can't even talk to Siri and she understands you. How is Facebook actually listening? Okay, that's for another time. But the moral of the story is Facebook and Google have been the absolute dominant players when it comes to me being a marketer and wanting to get in front of my audience and where I spend my money. There's a caveat to this though. Take Facebook, they are so dominant, but their user experience on their advertising platform is terrible. If you just go on Twitter for five minutes and look for problems with Facebook advertising platform, you're gonna find so many posts of people complaining because it's so, so bad. People don't want to have to use Facebook's ads manager, they'd rather use something else, but it's just so powerful they can't avoid it. 
Snapchat has come in and said, we're going to make the experience for advertisers fantastic. So he claims that they've been doing the work to get more advertisers on, make it a really seamless experience to get in front of the audience that they want. And from what I can tell, people are saying the Snapchat experience advertising on their platform is great. If they can retain these type of numbers moving forward, that's going to be huge for the company. And not only is the platform great, but the means that they actually allow people to advertise is really, really creative and shows some of their tech dominance. Snapchat is a leader in the AR augmented reality technology, and they've actually put this into ads. I can only imagine that you really have to spend a lot of money to be able to use these. But for example, if you're a shoe company, you can create a digital version of your shoe. And if I point my phone at my foot, it'll master a digital copy of your shoe onto my foot. This is augmented reality, Pokemon Go status, and I can see what that actually looks like, or point my phone into an empty space in my room and see what the latest Crate and Barrel couch would look like. Do they sell couches on Crate and Barrel? I don't even know. But these really creative methods are drawing advertisers to the platform and the experience is keeping them there. Now, this is also where I think it means something more for the industry as a whole. It's sort of a arm the rebels conversation where people don't want to just have to focus on Facebook and Google and would love to use these smaller channels to advertise their products. If Snapchat, Pinterest, and Twitter can increase that ad experience for marketers, I think they're going to get a lot more dollars onto their platforms. And I think that's going to continue to be a growing trend. We've also seen the last couple quarters that Snapchat is the first social software company to release their earnings and the rest of the companies tend to follow that same trend. Now, obviously, I can't guarantee that that's going to happen this time, but I really like the chances for a company like Pinterest that has some of the same elements that Snapchat does. A different way to advertise, very good at getting you in front of the audience you want to see, and a different experience than Facebook. I absolutely love Twitter, and that's probably the platform I use the most, but their CEO is technically the CEO of two companies right now, and it seems to be splitting his focus. Their advertising department hasn't been able to get their ish together, but I really believe in Twitter long term. Now, I know a lot of you who are listening are also in the marketing world. Dan, I am talking to you. Reach out to me. Let me know if you think that I'm wrong, right, or if you have other thoughts. I would love to share those with the four-minute crew here and so that we can all invest and succeed together. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time, T-T-Y-L.